welcome to another episode of our podcast series art saga dialogue and you will be listening to architect vidam shah from design niduka design niduka is a multidisciplinary studio based in ahmedabad gujarat focusing on the concept of design totality and without distinction this encompasses skills from architecture to furniture project let's tune into the podcast now Hello sir welcome to Art Saga Dialogue and thank you for taking out time for this interview thank you thank you for having me so uh, we'll start with the first segment which is phd philosophy story and design so my first question to you is how you came up with the name of design ni dukan and uh, what is your dif- uh, design philosophy so i uh, stud- i belong to a small town in south gujarat called nosari we left the town because there was no future there i studied in pune for around 9 years after my 10th grade and then i ended up uh, being back in amdavad because my parents had shifted here after i finished college so i mean there was uh, we were a bunch of designers you know from different fields and we would meet uh, there's a hospital called vs broken down now but it's to meet there you know and there were these um, Uh, medicine shops called Davani Dukan, Davani Dukan. Like ten, fifteen of those. I was sitting there and I was just randomly told these people that uh, why don't we have a collective of different designers and create like a design in Dukan. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that was a very random sort of a conversation over a cup of tea, and this and we said okay uh, because there was uh, you know different city from where you lived for nine years you know so there was. everyone was doing their own jobs etc so why don't we do a collective and create not define design by scales and just start something so that's how it started and um, philosophy i mean uh, i don't know where to start because you know i i think you had taken girish sir's interview also yes uh, so my introduction to architecture was through him you know so he is also gujarati and he used to teach me in first year Yes, and uh, he told me once there the one one day that you might not get to learn much in college. My office is right here on F C Road, so come over. So I used to go on Sundays, you know, and he used to take us on site. And uh, so then his guru Biroshi and then Corbusier, so modernism sort of came into being, and I started reading, understanding the workings of how. architects have developed their own work and uh, so beyond that it's a much bigger story if you consider you know the formative years but uh, one thing that um, they imparted with girish sir there was a bunch of other professors arun ogle very senior used to teach at jjm so they made us they made sure that we don't focus only on design to figure out design you know we used to have the arun sir used to make us bunk college and go take us for movies you know at film festivals and uh, we used to sit and watch movies and then after that wonder ke hua ke what just happened and you know a lot of uh, movies that i've seen after in the coming i realize you it's art is very difficult to understand you know it's not uh, one spectrum it is a complete development of how you perceive art in say architecture uh, pure art literature music so many things you know so it's it's a collective of and i have realized and even then you know girish used to have this thing called road 
room open for art and design something like that so used to have uh, people presenting their thesis musicians used to come over etc so it was i think uh, all these years have realized that you have to you can't um, it's a complete circle it, you can't develop your philosophies in isolation mm-hmm. so every time that i've experienced something whether it's traveling or people or books it somehow becomes a part of your progress or your story or your philosophy as such so i i think you have also mentioned about fc road and uh, i like i have to tell you that i also graduated from pune so i have did my architecture from siagad college of architecture so my next question to you is like uh, uh, as architect always looks for inspiration what has been your inspiration in architecture mm i don't know it's been very contextual for different projects and uh, you know in all these years like you know i've been working on one architectural project for the past eight and a half years which is almost done now almost in a sense it's done but uh, so with that no so i'll take an example of a story to put into context how things have worked so we did a lot of designs you know we were very young that time i mean this is like what i was 24 25 and um, so we did a lot of designs and the client we showed him all the designs that we worked on for 3 months and then um, she was like we don't have you done only one design so i was like okay and uh, then he put everything aside explained a few things and then he said that even if my house doesn't have an elevation it's fine so then i came back to navsari we used to work from navsari that time and uh, there's this kabir uh, bhajan pal nirbhay nirgun Uh, that pan uh, kumar gandhar song you know? so we were listening to that and in that um, basically the premise is that kabir is talking to god and he saying that uh, okay, god i will sing about your praises fearlessly nirvan but then in a in a certain paradox he is asking god okay, you are formless shapeless odorless so how do i sing about your praises when you have no form so kabir works in this paradoxes and then you know we sort of decided to create that whole house without an elevation because the client also mentioned that my i don't need an elevation so then it became about the experiences you know about how it unfolds as you move about it when you stand outside you don't see anything but these bare uh, retaining concrete walls so and then i mean there's a lot that goes behind but these are small things that um, i sort of look forward to like you know we one more weird thing that happened now after all these years you know that uh, one of my friends is a singer an artist and he spoke about another kabir bhajan koel in which there there are lines which talk about uh, roop arup roop and swarup so you know when you have a thought or when you process something it's always shapeless formless arup and then it gets a certain form which is roop you know uh, and then it gets the highest form that it should with then it becomes swarup you know that is the truth of that uh, this so with that we thought of starting a new company called rupa roop where we figure out uh, some sort of antique pieces and see how we can give it life etc so i don't have uh, i will not have any direct answers to anything that you ask me because one reason i don't give interviews is because i am also asking the same questions that you ask me to myself you know and that is why and i hope that i never have answers to those because that is how the progression happens yes 
because to quantify it, there are too many things. You know, as architects, there's the site, there is context, there is sunpath. There are so many quantifiable things. You know, but I've always looked at the intangible sometimes to define my story or my work. I well, I think between the the talk uh, you mentioned about the project you were working on. and i think that is the curved house uh, which has many small pockets about the light and i i am be following that project since like uh, when i have followed the page and i love those spaces where there is a path like there is a courtyard and there's a tree and there's a hall and that's play play of light i think that project is going amazing and i'm looking forward to it how it gets completed no we just learned about the publication rights etc so we've not put out anything anymore in fact you know me drupad uh, shukla is a filmmaker and a photographer so then we are making a small film on that you know so one more dialogue very interesting so i explained what i explained to you to him uh, about uh, so he told me give me a context you know then he came up him and bhavik is a editor they came up with this idea that we you know in a way nirbhay nirgun fearless and formless is also a child you know so i said work so now we are trying to make a film where uh, the child is exploring the spaces through his perspective you know so he's wandering around on the walls and he's the rain's coming and he's so basically the most interior part of the project is the pool and the private areas yeah so you know he's searching for the pool so it's very interesting how these stories develop and with so many different people you know these conversations i think these dialogues are essential because yeah. it is you can't define art to be right or wrong you know you can you know if you look at cobbizo also like you know there are so many criticisms about him which even i feel sometimes but there is a certain truth to what and how he perceived everything whether it's a door a vehicle a, a town planning scheme or you know whatever it is he might have failed but at least there was a vision to the way that he thought you know yeah i'm definitely waiting for that film when it comes out and i'll watch it So my next question to you is my your architecture experience as a student and as a practicing architect now. It's a very nice question actually because you know I was in college for seven years, uh, so I belong to a small town. There was the reason to take so that was the time when everyone was taking engineering up yes. because that was a norm, you know. Yes. Okay, what you want to do? You finish your four-year course. Get a good job. Go to America. They would do a master's, and a lot of my friends had also done. then i me and my friend kalpak he's also practicing in pune studio so i told kalpak care ye engineering to i science level i can't do so please figure out something easier kalpak was you know architecture seems easier to wo kar lete hain chalo theek hai and then after so i was always exposed to a lot of literature music etc when i was younger you know i have learned uh, string instruments since a very small age etc so that there was an underlying sense of Uh, uh knowing the fact that i understand art you know but once i met girish sir and arun gogle and all these people you know, i don't remember all the names but then i remember once arun sir no he spoke about the importance of a wooden button on a khadi kurta you know for half an hour and i was like okay so basically it started making sense and then i spoke to my parents once that you know i think that i'm doing what i like but i might take more time Hmm. and i wanted to see the capital complex before i did my thesis so i took one more drop that time because like you know when you know that you are starting to understand things there's always at least for me there's always always an angst 
as to why don't I know it enough? Because I knew that once I get out of college, there's going to be this rut of uh, joining a job and uh, all of that, you know, how it entails. So with uh, college, I think the most that I got out of it was from the library because that's something Elisa told me that you sit in the library, make notes and uh, gather as much knowledge as you can. Otherwise, I think there is a big gap between a practice, uh, what completes a practice, you know, the how do you make a contract, you know, after all these years, I still fail to make a contract and there's one clause that is added every time we sign another project, some loophole or the other. Yes. And in a way, contracts are very difficult to work with smaller practices like ours, but we send it so the client knows that, you know, these things are a part of how it works. And yeah, I think, and that is why we, so this is, so I've never worked with anyone, you know, I've not had a mentor, I would have only interned. And from that internship, I realized that um, the architectural uh, sort of, you know, the projects don't match up to the practice, which is, and I also worked with a lot of senior architects and I have a lot of respect for everyone that I worked with. But, you know, you look at them, you look at their work in the magazines and you think that, oh my God, you know, this is like so good. But when you, you know, when I've been associated so closely with them, I've realized that um, it's not how, it's not the warmth that the practice should have. And that is why, in a way, I feel very good that everything that we've built uh, is unique in its own sense. You know, we don't have work timings, we don't have cabins, we don't have any distinctions. Everyone, like, you know, uh, everyone calls me Viram. Even if uh, the interns are 21, they still call me Viram. I was like, if you want to respect something, you respect the person from within. I don't want any uh, sir, madams in office. So this is, I think it's something that has taken a lot of time to understand because obviously, I mean, uh, the idealism is too much, you know. You can't create a hippie colony, which in a way we have, but there are still, you know, we've been refined. It's, it's like, um, it's always in prog progress. You know, the work is always in progress. You know, uh, But yeah, in a way, I think we have created which something which is unique, you know. So we have architects, we have interior designers, we have musicians, we have so many different people coming in. There are so many discussions happening. And what happens is that your mind is always engaged. There is there is no uh, there's no straight line of how I think a practice works. And it, 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 I mean, I find it to be very intuitive, and I think that's the way. I don't really know, you know, how uh, how a practice should be run, but this is how I run it. And there's a lot of love and warmth uh, between us and the clients, etc. And I always tell my clients, whatever happens, you no. Know, we have to part ways uh, with very happy memories because we know how stressful this is yeah. and we are this is not at the position to dictate things to them nor do i like dictating things and i'm, I'm sure there's always a way out uh, where it balances out what they want and what i want so yeah like a lot of difference in between but i think that's in a way it's good that the colleges let us figure it out on our own but yeah, there, and also in retrospect, there should be more younger practices which try to sort of not follow the norms that were followed by architects 30 years ago. Hmm. You know, not making corporate structure no matter how much of it. Correct. One thing about architecture is like every day uh, there's something new and every day that new things always inspires you. So moving on to our next segment, 
which is knowing the process so we want to know a project which is close to your heart so i think the closest will be this large project that i've been working on it's been 8 years of stories 8 years of understanding learning from so many people you know because uh, uh, because it was such a large project there were very senior um, consultants involved and that time you know for a fact that you don't have that much knowledge to sort of you know figure but my technical base was very correct so um i mean it is too long to explain in terms of a process i started that but i'll tell you the technical parts of how those things work you know so uh there were uh, so usually when we used to draft our drawings we used to always make sure that the structure is almost considered the beams column etc and then we would send those drawings to the consultant and the structure was so spread out that it had to be divided into three parts you know so you know sorting that out then um, there was this large water tank which was cantilevered out and sailesh bhai there's a phone call saw rashna bhai senior So the Viram, you can't have such a large cantilever, and you have to have one pin, and then I would tell no sailors, you know, like this is the only thing that's coming out. You know, it's the only art. You know, I would pour my art out, and you know, they could wait, wait, let me figure it out. So very interesting conversation. Then there was a, a HVAC consultant, Anjariam. So uh, there's a like Savai Gandha, and there's a thing called Saptak that happens here. The project was stuck for two years around. I would meet him every time. I was like, Sahib, is the project happening? Should I give the money back? Like very warm people, and the it was very complicated because such a wide spread uh, yeah. square footage, and uh, there were three units, VRF units, which were to sort of cater to everything, and and because the I would never say no to the client, things would keep changing, so the tonnage would keep changing, and there is so for the whole structure we have done a ductable unit, you know, so there is just see very clean uh, things, you know, so these are. very technical so that's what you have to be very closely related and associated with these um, technical gurus you know because eventually if you want to create architecture to a certain sort of a minimalism you know you, you don't want to leave it on them like how i've seen practices that okay this is the plan and you are the consultant and you give make the drawing and you give it to me you know? mm-hmm. with us it was a very close conversation between me the structure engineer the plumber and the hvac person as to how do i make uh, the structure so clean you know? so that is and also uh, because we change so much and plus you know it's in a very remote area so the contractor which is i think the most essential part of uh, an architectural practice so i had told the client that you know he won't be able to he had done his factories and all but plaster and normal construction so i told my client that you know i'm going to make test him so we made these um, Uh, sample walls with different shuttering you know and then he and made him to my office first i was like aap pehle ye karo fir hum aage dekhenge then he did that so what happens is that if i take a contractor from amdavan the cost automatically becomes five times you know for concrete shuttering etc and there was i realized and i knew that he won't be able to create that level of finesse in terms of the shuttering etc and that was something like a anticipated imperfection we have done like wooden battens in the shuttering and i knew that he's going to shift it a little it might go a little cross but that actually became the most beautiful part of the project you know that intuitively because of his imperfections it lent certain imperfections that you cannot draw or create as an architect yes 
and i and then there's so much you know consider the amount of money that goes and you convert that into three or four times there was so much savings in terms of the cost uh, that uh, helped the client you know so these are um, these are technical processes and i think um, most people ask me i'm so glad that you're asking me architectural stuff you know because honestly you know i'm so sick of uh, defining furniture etc because uh, and honestly i i furniture is too easy you know it's too easy and i and because this has been going for so long and we've not been able to put it out people have not been able to appreciate our skills in such a large sense but uh, i think this is so much more challenging like you know i always tell people that i would never use my own furniture for my for my own projects you know because i, I think it would be a crime to use a console to beautify the space i think architecture is sacred by itself you know yes i don't to add so much and i think even without furniture if the space is clean that is a job well done you know as you said that uh, like you was always uh, like you don't like questions on furniture then my next question was to you about furniture <laughs> no but you can complete the circle i'm so glad we started by architecture at least yeah so uh, i want to ask the like the process for you follow for furniture design you know it's a uh, so for the the whole uh, base for uh, starting the studio was that we don't define design by scale so the same underlying principles fall for anything and everything you know whether it's architecture whether it's furniture whether it's jewelry but there are certain technical issues to resolve which are different for everything you know with jewelry uh, we've done a few pieces for daughter so the intricacy and how that carigar works with jewelry in that scale is so different from what architecture when it comes to furniture it's the same you know you see you still see the same modernist forms the imperfections the tension and drama etc that um, so that's what i think and this is something that i always tell my students also or i tell everyone that there is everyone has their own story you know you come from somewhere there is a process you work with someone and uh, it was so beautiful this time me girish sir and prasan memory met in rajkot and girish sir was showing his projects from say, 80s and 90s where he was his own contractor you know because he used to yes. design and build so oi matlab i think um, the process is i think for him also he would just narrate what happened and it is very difficult i think for people like us to put into perspective the process because it is just something that happens you know because we come through something we read something like so to romanticize it in a way no i, I somehow can't do like you know i remember watching pathe uh, panchali satyajit ray's films in college arun sir used to tell and i was like ye kya hai matlab it's like the most boring like i could nothing and i have seen that film in so many times after college even now and every time i see it something new comes up you know uh, and uh, the, my favorite part about uh, satyayo that you know uh, such limited technical uh, things he had and yet he created such wonders out of non actors you know and if you look at girish sir also and prasanna also they they have created wonders out of the simplest materials you know simplest clients so why matlab it's it's a dialogue that you have with your client or a yes. dialogue that i have with myself to okay uh, what do i want to design today and what am i reading today what have i heard or what music i am listening to it flows it flows 
one thing about girish sir is that he is a great storyteller like yeah, when yeah. i like when i interviewed with him like he told me such beautiful stories about his projects and his clients and yeah this was great and uh, like uh, i would like to ask like uh, i see many materials like you work uh, when you design furniture so basically like personally i love that uh, uh, swing with brass finish wood and rattan cane mesh at back so like what more materials you would like to explore in future so woodworking is something that we so you know once i came to amdavad i was working on a project through college i finished that and there was we did not know what to do so then we like me and a bunch of us we went back to nawsari my hometown and my father used to restore antiques so we had a carpenter probably one year elder to me pujaram and i told him that i have saved some money so we put out all of my dad's antiques and i said let's start documenting all this and see if we can do contemporary versions of these so here these pieces so woodwork is something that we did hands on when we started that house had become a workshop in the backyard he used to be doing used to be polishing things figuring things out seeing proportions scales joinery etc and so that is something that uh sort of naturally came to us you know and that sort of got us a, initially there was we had to take up everything that we could so we only worked with materials that we were comfortable with and because we had worked hands on with these materials it was easy to tell carpenters kaisa nahi nahi aisa hota hai wo main karke dikhata hu na and then now i mean there are so that's what i mean the uh, current um, discussion or the current future in the office is exactly what we are considering what all to explore because anyways we have so many designers <coughs> uh, from different fields joining us you know there are so many textile designers who are doing such beautiful work you know and textile is something we close to so we are trying to figure out um, materials that we can explore like and so it's become a collective we have had so many people working with us in the last say 8 9 years and we am reaching out to them to see what they are doing and uh, so this this guy called ron who worked for around two and a half years in the struggle period so he he is exploring terrazzo as a material but not in the sense that we have seen it getting casted yes yes so so now the dialogue that we have initiated the, okay how do we push it to uh, a, a product that no one has seen you know and also um, this will happen probably if i make enough money this year so Uh, i want to put out in a way scholarships you know so there are so many students who pass out from the lesser college the like nid nift you know even architects and we never get the time or do not do we have the money to explore a craft you know so uh, this scholarship is going to be an open call say suppose you are someone who wants or maybe has studied some brief craft in uh, in in a short way because you didn't have the time or the money so you give me a proposal that you know this is a craft that i want to explore uh, i will need this much time and these are the like a complete proposal that you give me the whole finances and i want to sponsor people to start creating staying there with the craftsmen mm-hmm. exploring the craft you know creating certain say five products for me and beyond that they are free to do that on their own you know this is just basically a launch pad Yes. So now you give you I'll sponsor the money to you to figure that out and then you're free of it. But in case you do something bad, I'm always going to be a worst critic, you know. So yeah, so that's what like there's so much to explore, you know. 
and this is the way that we are going about it the inquantifiable numbers i don't know what material so do do let me know about the workshop and i'll definitely count me in so i am kind of moving myself towards furniture design but not in a sense that i would be practicing it much but as like i have listened to you now and like i am interested to be a part of that workshop and let's see how it goes so uh, moving on to my next segment which is uh, advice to aspirants so you being a partly a craftsman based studio can you give him advice how to deal with vendors or carpenters etc mm i think build a strong base see this you define yourself this serious beta i think and mentioned no that your tangibles and intangibles no tangibles what you can build intangibles are the in between spaces the feelings when the sunlight comes in what happens so i think first in terms of intangibles build a very strong process whatever inspires you know now to like when in a way i don't know if it was good or bad that we had limited knowledge or limited access to information but don't take half information don't do research of the internet you know read a book if you want to read biographies you know you'll understand how minds have come from like you know the processes have come up and then see what i mean there's so much out now there's so much pop culture you know and you realize that uh, like uh, collecting sneakers would be a thing you know it's like the world is opening out in a very different way so i don't know what inspires you but at least create a story where there are themes that inspire you and so you no know, once that is done you know that you know i want to create the practice in a certain for me you no know, even if i don't relate to a practice but i see that they've tried something different i have so much respect you know that it's not something that you know okay fine people are using the genre chairs everyone wants to put the genre chairs you know uh that you know people are using cane and wood so now everyone started like it just becomes a trend and i think yeah. the most important is to not follow a trend you know create your own trends and uh, be bold i mean that is so i think once you figure that out then you also have to figure out what kind of craftsmen or contractors or vendors do i need to uh, execute these things you know and i'll tell you now i think there are when um, Terrazzo had started. There were very few people uh, who were doing that. Now you see, there are so many people doing such so much better work in terms of, uh, and there are good contractors also. So this is, I know, when you start, it will be limited to figuring out the cost and the contractors, etc. But here, there, if you develop those details, when you make a mistake, you will know that here, this is a mistake I made. So next time, if you take the process further and create something even more complex, you know that I have to resolve that detail and I could cannot do the same mistake again. in the same way even if you make even if your budgeting is wrong you realize that no this is the way that you know it has to be budgeted to the client so i don't think that you should worry too much about um, the the execution i think first build the process the execution will happen you might fail at it you should fail at it it is okay and that's what you know that if you do a detail which has been done and done it's easy it's fine it's done you know But if you create a detail on your own, you might fail, but you will figure out a process where you know you know that I failed at this. You know, so I should probably correct this. I still do that. You know, there are technical issues with every new piece that we make, and the idealism of having a complete customization, etc. So we never say no. We said, okay, let's create things, and that then then the whole dialogue with the carpenter, with the fabricator, how to resolve it. So have a dialogue. Why not? 
definitely i i think everyone will learn from this and uh, one more question to you that if someone wants to start their own practice in furniture design or product design what is your advice for them so you know when we started i think we were the only people doing a certain level of customization and now there are so many people doing like really good work uh, my only problem is sometimes with people just not imitating but like mindlessly figuring out okay, okay tikan brass is something that works you know so i think one again that please first define a style which creates a niche for in the market do a market study and see what's not there you know there are so many like materials what we spoke about there are so many materials that you could be exploring so don't just dive into it mindlessly because you think something might sell because i tell you um you if you don't reinvent yourself now and there are so many professionals imagine the amount of colleges imagine the amount of knowledge that comes out so if you don't make a niche out of yourself in the market then it's going to be a problem so you have to reinvent yourself every 6 months every year you know we did something we had to because we had to run the office there was money to be made etc but take some time you know and plus you know because i had been in college for so long so it it was a very long long struggle you know we by the time i was 30 there was barely anything in my hand you know so to thoda you know learn to understand the fact that good things sometimes take time so research on your hone your craft and don't think that you know i put out two three they put out a collection like that it will work no there are too many people doing honest uh, this there are too many people doing beautiful work in the market so if you want to, if you want a sustainable practice and products and um, furniture just figure out uh, how do you stand out what is your usp and what is what materials or what details or what visuals are you giving that don't exist in the market fill that gap that is essential thank you for tuning in for this podcast i hope you enjoyed our talk you can also follow us on our other social media platforms such as instagram and youtube we post content daily there The link is added in the description. Thank you.